In this week's podcast, I'm going to be focused mainly um, on Jasper 2011, which is the first article that we had to read um, about public movement. Over the past 20 years, there has been more research and theory um, on emotions, protests, and social movements. I thought this article was very interesting because it didn't just show how emotional processes kind of guide and aid public movement, but it shows that not all emotions are and work the same way and how different emotions interact with one another and that emotions help um, and basically never hurt protests and motivations and goals. Emotions are present in all aspects of protest because they motivate individuals, generate crowds, express and are expressed rhetorically. The emerging subfield of emotions and movements have been limited by several conceptual confusions reflecting the broader social science of emotions. Um, and there are three problems that kind of fit under each. The first problem is that the traditional contrast of emotions with rationality persists in the form of other dualisms, such as body versus mind, individual versus social, or affect versus emotion. And this is an overemphasis on reflex emotions and suggests that emotions likely lead us to make mistakes even to the point of irrationality. The second problem labels for specific emotions that are taken um, intact from natural language and anger and fear tend to be the most common, but they actually cover different kinds of feelings and it makes it hard to analyze distinctions. Um, distinguishing, for example, between shame as a permanent feeling of moral inadequacy for, uh, from reflex shame as a reaction to physical intimidation. Um, the third problem suggests that emotions have, have different types of feelings and counterparts in many other languages, expressions, interactions, feelings, and labels. And when models are misapplied to other kinds of emotion, confusion results. Cultural constructionism offers other useful tools for understanding the emotions of politics, especially when suggesting that emotions are a part of culture alongside cognition and morality. And many social scientists either ignore the multiple goals humans pursue or assume that uh, they know the most important ones. Um, Emotions basically force us to be explicit about goals because they are so intertwined with each other. Many movements that appear instrumentally interested in power or material benefits are motivated at least as much by concern for the human dignity that political rights imply. I found the social movement of feminism to be um, a great example that shows um, emotions and how it affects a political and public movement. Association of women with emotion is unfair and damaging as a norm, but can perhaps be accurate as a description. Um, and dichotomies attacked by feminists were sometimes straw targets because women were discouraged from feeling certain emotions, and especially anger. So the women's movement and its offspring show the reverse goal of collective action, which is that um, emotional repair of one's self-image. Because their premise is that women's help self-movements have attempted to undo that damage by repairing women's emotional experience. Most critics say that these movements specialize in reaching in instead of reaching out to fix the world. But I disagree with that statement because I feel like society in a way shames women. For example, with postpartum depression mentioned in Jasper 2011, um, how I feel like society looks at women and says that they do not have the right feelings um, and they battle American society cheery norms about motherhood, when in actuality, not all moms experience this joyous feeling after giving birth. Depression can come along with it. So speaking out about examples like postpartum depression is a product of social force and social change. 
In social movements, this desire comes from a moral vision or ideology which which suggests that the world should be different from the way it is. So with the example of postpartum depression, not all women are joyous after giving birth and more people need to see that this is different than the way that we typically look at postpartum. Hope is often the positive role in moral batteries, which Jasper defines moral batteries as the combination of positive and negative emotions that help generalize action and these public movements. To arouse and display our own actions and others' emotions as a way to get things done, people use sensitizing apparatuses such as physical props and ritual action organizers to try to arouse emotion to attract new recruits, sustain commitment, and the discipline of those already in the movement, and also persuade outsiders. So the way I could see this as a good example would be um, in the pro-choice marches and movements, you have women dressed um, to kind of look like The Handmaid's Tale, which is a series, um, and it, I feel like seeing that on the news, like, you can get definitely new recruits, um, because it shows that these women are trying to represent laws that are restricting choice, um, that will, like, negatively impact them, and they're trying to show that that is not what they want society to be, they want pro-choice for a reason. Um, radicalization suggests another role for moral shocks. Um, so, for example, um, in the last um, week, um, we looked at PETA and their um, commercial that was very sexual. Um, this was purposely radical in order to get moral shocks to um, revivify their movement.